This podcast is brought to you by PodPro Australia. Hi, I'm Karen Hillen. Welcome to the My HR Partner podcast. We talk about all things HR from recruitment to ending employment. If you'd like support with your HR, check out our website, www.myhrp.com.au. Hello and welcome to the My HR Partner podcast. Welcome back, Karen Hillen. Today we're talking about employment contracts. We are. Probably, I'm guessing, one of the most, if not the most important part of HR for, for, for any business. Can you start by telling me why do you need employment contracts? Why are they so important? Sure can. So... I think it is a really important part of um, making sure that you have some um, structure in your business when you employ people. So quite often I say, you know, when you employ your first person, that really should be the first thing that you think about. So there's no legislative requirement to have an employment contract and that surprises people a lot of the time. That is surprising. Yeah. um, The only real legislative requirement is to um, give your employee a copy of the Fair Work Information Statement and the Casual Employment Information Statement if they're a casual. Um, But having an employment contract is, is is, is good sense in relation to running your business. So you've got all of your expectations and all of the person's entitlements, I think probably even more importantly, set out in writing so there's no dispute, there's no misunderstanding. It's really good if you give the employment contract before the person starts. So if there are any questions, you can get all of those sorted before the person starts. So again, there are no problems after the fact. And it sets out everything. So it sets out, you know, Obvious things like start date, location, pay rate, but it also goes into to more detail depending on, you know, there are a few different types of contracts too, but it goes into a lot of detail about what the person's entitlements are and um, what they can expect from you and, you know, things like um, if there's qualifications that somebody needs, um, a position description can also go with it. Um, so, yeah, it's really important. I, I can understand it. it is because... As you were talking then, I was thinking about what if you didn't have one? Like think about all the benefits of what you've just said and and knowing all that information and having it agreed. But you'd be asking for disaster without having that when anything goes wrong in an employment situation. Yeah, that's so true. I think the thing is too, you know, again, quite often people will say, oh, I'm employing my friend or I'm employing a family member. I don't need an employment contract. Really, that's probably when you need it more because you just want things to be really clear. And I think that takes the emotion out of it sometimes too, I think, if if you're employing anyone, you know. So it is clear. It's in writing. An employment contract can be verbal, but it's hard to prove. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it can be, oh, well, no, you said this or somebody's misinterpreted something about a pay rate or the hours of work or something like that. So having everything in writing, it's just really easy start of the employment relationship too. And I think a lot of the time these days, employees expect to get a contract so they do know what their entitlements are and, and what they're up for. So they can 
have a look at it and say, oh, I don't agree with this or this isn't what we spoken of, spoke about in the interview or whatever the process might have been. So, um, yeah, it's good. Um, and I think going further than that to having the position description to go with it can also help if, if you've got to um, manage performance or, you know, assess KPIs, things like that as well. Should a position description be a stand? It's not a standard part of an employment contract, then it's usually an, an annex at the yeah. end. Yeah. So like I, I do a lot of employment contracts for clients and some clients aren't that worried about having a position description. They they're happy to communicate that along the way or sometimes they're not too sure about what they want in it. Um, it might be a new position, so they're going to work through it with the employee as things grow. Uh, but if you've got a, a position that is fairly standard, it's a good idea, again, because the expectations are clear. I work with a lot of tradies, so I'll use a plumber as an example. Um a plumber does certain things in their job and there might be some extra things that, you know, a specialist plumber um, might do um, extra, but there's a pretty sort of standard base of, um, you know, what a plumber, plumber does. Same with, you know, an admin assistant or you can get a sort of baseline of what the main duties are. You can always work on them later, yep. but at least you've got a starting point and people can look at it and go, oh, okay, I know that's what my job's about. Sure. You, you made a very interesting point earlier to have the employment contract done and, and I, I gather signed uh, yep. prior to, to starting because it's interesting if you didn't do that, if you did it after starting, surely what if either party doesn't agree with what's in there? That's why it makes it a really good idea if you do it beforehand. Although, again, you know, I do employment contracts for a lot of clients uh, that – have never had an employment contract and they realise that it's something missing in their business. So I do a lot of contracts for existing client, uh, existing employees for clients. Usually there's not a problem. Uh, the communication needs to be clear too. So, you know, one of the things I say is, you know, when you're giving this employment contract, sit down, go with it, explain to the employee, nothing's changing. We're not trying to take anything away from you. We're just formalising Um we realise that, there. yeah, we realise we should have had employment contracts in place. We want to be professional as a business, so we're implementing them now. Very rarely have I had um, a client come back and say, my employee won't sign this. Um, sometimes if you're doing it with existing employees, um, tying it to a pay rise can be a really good incentive to get Perfect. them to sign it. Um, but yeah, look, ideally, uh, you should have an employment contract before the person starts get it signed and sorted before their first day so any of those things can be ironed out because there might be something in a contract that somebody wants taken out. You can have that conversation and if it's something that you're happy to take out, you can get all that sorted. So you're starting off on a good foot, you know, on a good note um, on the first day of their employment. Perfect. And why would what are some of the common mistakes business owners may make or, or oversights when putting business... Uh, employment contracts together them, themselves because yep. you know every time I speak with you Karen I hear you know you know this stuff backwards you know everything even a little bit of advice there that you know maybe tie it to a pay rise if you're bringing in something new there's so much value in what you you offer where do business owners go wrong doing this themselves 
doing it themselves. <laughs> well um, said. Yeah, look, honestly, there are some really like, there are some really great templates on the Fair Work website, or I think they might be on business.gov.au now. Um, there are some great templates on there if you want to do it yourself, and they're great. Obviously, they are. They're, they're on a government website, yep. so they're going to serve a purpose, but they may not serve your purpose. They may not be as tailored as you need them. Um, I haven't looked at them for a while, but sometimes they won't include things like um, non-compete or restraint of trade clauses. Which might be different for different businesses, I would imagine. Yeah, they're usually fairly similar, okay. but... If you don't, and another clause um, too is if you pay somebody an above award rate, there needs to be a clause in there to say this rate of pay covers things like allowances, penalty rates, leave loading potentially. A very basic contract that you've got off the internet or even off one of those um, fair work or government sites may not be that detailed. So it can really depend. There are some things out there that are really great tools for um, for the basic sort of employment um, arrangements, but it's great to get advice because you might miss something that might cost you money down the track or um, sour the employment relationship. So um, I think the number one thing is doing it yourself and not knowing. Um, probably the second mistake I see a lot is people using old employment contracts. Oh, I've got an employment contract of when I was an employee 15 years ago. Things have changed. It may not suit your purpose. Um, and you just don't know if you're not getting the advice. So I, I think not getting advice and not getting up-to-date contracts or documents um, can be a mistake. Yep. Um, all of the contracts that I use are written by business lawyers. I don't write them. I've got over 30 years of HR experience, but I don't write them because I know that employment lawyers are going to make sure everything's covered. Um, I've got a, a subscription with with the lawyers that write them, so I'm able to use them for my clients. Um, I don't have to think about it. I know everything legally is covered in the contracts and they're up to date. So you've mentioned employment contracts and creating those for clients is, you know, one of your main services. Can you talk me through that process? So whether it be a client wanting new ones created from scratch or maybe even revising and, um, and updating contracts. Can you talk me through the process? How does, yep. how does that work with, uh, with my HR partner? Yeah, so as I said earlier, because I use templates that are written by employment lawyers, my preference is always to use those. Um, so if I get somebody who says, I've got an employment contract, I want it revised, I want it changed... I try to avoid that. Um, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't give legal advice. Um, but as I said earlier, I've got over 30 years of HR experience. So I know what to look for and I know what's in there. But I don't usually like um, amending an employment contract that's been written by someone else because I'm not a lawyer. Sure. Um, so my preference is um, for somebody to, to get the brand new employment contract Um Sometimes, you know, I'll say, look, send it to me, I'll have a look and I'll provide HR advice about the contract they might have existing. Um, again, really concentrating on the fact that I'm not a lawyer, yep. it's not legal High advice. Level. Yep. Um, and, you know, I might say to someone, okay, well, you know, I think there's a problem here, here and here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really like giving advice on those things because... Um, 
it's it's easier for me and usually cheaper for the client to 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 get a brand new contract. Um, but I do sometimes provide that advice um, if um, if somebody is starting out or you know they they're a very small business and they can't afford to get the the new contracts. So um, but yeah, my preference is to do it with with the templates that I have and. The process is I usually have a chat with somebody um, so I can find out what they need and then um, it's just a matter of sending them the links to order. So um, all of the employment contracts um, are on my website so people can go onto my website and order. Yep. And then they get a form, um, a link to a form to fill out with all of the the details I need. So details like the business details, the details of the employee, and um, things that they need in there. So salary, start date, you know, all, all of the all things that. that I need to complete the contract. And once I get all of that information, then um, I, I provide the employment contract fully completed, ready for um, the employee to get the contract. Um, and there's a few different ways to, to give a contract. You can either give it in person, in paper. Um, you can email it to somebody if it's somebody that hasn't started yet or even an existing employee. Make sure you do that in PDF form so they can't go in and change a Word document. Um, and I've also got an onboarding system that, I, that I've that i started using now for clients. So um, if, if people want to use that, I can also um, include that onboarding system um, for a, a little bit of an extra cost. So everything gets done electronically. Um, but a very easy and seamless system for people employers to be able to get legally compliant yep. and, um, you know, very effective employment contracts in place. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and yet they also get a template. So um, I just do the first one fully completed and then they get a template in Word format that they can use for other employees that, um, that are the same classification. So Permanent contracts and casual contracts are very different. So um, you can't use the same contract for full, for permanent employees and casual employees. It would have different terms and things. Yeah, casuals don't get leave. They get, um, you know, 25% loading. Um, so all of those things are quite different. So it's not – sometimes people will say, oh, I've, I've got a, a permanent contract that I got a few six months ago. Now I'm going to employ a casual. Um, how do I just amend it um, to suit the casual it's it's not that easy, and and, and you know I, I hate saying you really need to spend the money to get the new contract. See, here's here's the benefit of using you know um, someone like yourself, Karen, because I'm sure there are businesses that just go and do that. Yeah, and and I, I get it. You know, I'm a small business. You you want to make sure that you're looking at costs in your business, and and you know not having to pay out when when you don't need to, but. There are so many differences, you know, I've seen contracts that have been amended, um, you know, a permanent one, uh, a permanent contract will have a probation period. A casual doesn't have a probation period. Casuals don't get leave, they get a loading instead. So it, and it, business owners don't know no. the differences. So. Yeah, and even if they do know the differences, it's easy to miss adding or taking something out. Um so yeah, it, it's worth the investment to, to get the the proper contracts and for you the offer such a good model to do this. So you know you're not having to spend a membership with you, or no. you know you just pay for what you're you're getting when you need it, a bespoke service yep. on on demand um, yep. to to get exactly what you need. Exactly, and you know I've got a two to three day turnaround once I receive all the information. 
um, that I need to complete the contract. Sometimes it's quicker. Um, very occasionally it's longer. Um, you know, if if something's happened, you know, my have a problem with my computer. I had to go to the Apple store and, and get a repair the other day. So things like that might be out of control where it might be four days instead of two to three, but quite often it's you know a day or two turnaround time. Sure. And I know we've got um, further episodes coming up of this podcast talking about things like gross misconduct um, and, and other various things that aren't easy to deal with in a business. I gather that having an employment contract is really the most important part to be able to deal with those. It's insurance again, isn't it? It's it's something you need in order to avoid problems later on. Yeah, true. And I think the thing is to, you know, with an employment contract, it will normally refer to your policies and procedures. So an employment contract's not going to have every single little detail about, you know, how performance is managed or what processes are in place for, you know, probation and all of those things. But it does cover a lot of that information. And it, like I said, it will refer to policies and procedures and then you'll have them separate. Well, they work hand in hand, they do. don't they? Yep. And um, stay tuned because the very next episode <laughs> is about HR policies and procedures and having a handbook and um, tailoring that to, to a business, which I'm really looking forward to, to talking about. But look, I think we're, we're just about um, out of time on, on this one. Is there anything else you'd like to add about um, contracts for, for any business owners out there? Um, you know, who may not have them in place now, how do they get in touch with you and um, what can you do to help them? Yep. So I suppose one thing to think about, even if you're an established business and you don't have an employment contract for your employees and you're thinking, oh, well, maybe it's too late. It's not. Never too late. It's never too late. So you can always implement them. And like I said, it's the communication that goes with it. And you've got great ideas on how to introduce that to an employee who has never had one before and may think, what's going on here? Are they not not happy with me, you know? Yeah. And that's why I like to have a chat with people before they order contracts too. So we can talk through those things if they've got questions. Um, So, yeah, like I said earlier, to um, to order a contract – I like to have a chat with people first, but sometimes people absolutely know already what they need. So they can go straight to the website and order online. Then they get the form to fill out. So I get all of the information I need to complete it. And um, yeah, it's as simple as that. That's another thing I love about your service, Karen, that um, you're not just fill out the form, we'll, we'll create a contract. You're a personalised service. You'd like to get to know your clients. You like to get to know what they want, what they need. And you're always at the end of the phone um, to be able to answer any questions and um, sort out any queries that they have. Yeah, I don't want people to order the wrong thing, you know. So sometimes um, if I talk to people, I can ask the questions, what they're looking for, what they need, and sometimes what they think they need might, it might be different. So um, that's why I like to talk to them first so I can make sure they're ordering what they need and they're not wasting their money ordering something that might not quite be right for them. Sure. Yep. So if there's anyone out there listening, um, employers, business owners, whether you've got your staff on contracts that you think might not quite be what you what you need and compliant or if you haven't got them at all, jump on to Karen's website which is www.myhrp.com.au and go to the contracts page and all the information you need is there. It sure is. Fantastic. Thanks for coming in. Look forward to our next episode. Thanks. Have a great day.